Across the state and local government community, we spend a lot of time talking about all the new processes and technologies that are about to change the way that agencies operate. Those conversations are all very exciting and important and offer a lot of opportunity to serve state government citizens, but, but they're missing a key part of the conversation. And too often that part of the conversation comes too late. It comes after we as a community have already spent a ton of time talking and implementing all of these new, fun, and exciting technologies. We're talking, of course, about enterprise IT governance and how it's factored into the conversation around embracing new and emerging technologies, as well as the IT processes that we already have established. And it's on the rise, state government, for the first time since 2012 governance made an appearance on the National Association of State Chief Information Officers' annual top 10 priorities, and it didn't just barely crack the top 10, it landed squarely in the sixth position. The, th the three biggest priorities we've got coming up this year is to optimize the environment. Well, right now our top three priorities are cybersecurity, cybersecurity, and cybersecurity. I've been meeting with all of our customers, just kind of understanding what their priorities are. You're listening to Priorities, a show where state scoop and state information technology leaders take you through the main focuses of the state IT community. Today on the seventh episode of season two of Priorities, we're going to talk about enterprise IT governance, what it means, who's thinking about it, its challenges, and what to expect going forward. Our two guests today bring so much experience with the topic, and I'm thankful they're here with us to share their perspectives and ideas. Our first guest today is Scott Utley. He's the Chief Enterprise Architect for the state of Arkansas. Scott, thanks for joining us on Priorities. Thank you for having me. Also joining us is J.R. Sloan. He's the Deputy CIO for the state of Arizona. J.R., thanks for being with us. Glad to join you today, Jay. And before we get started, I want to thank Insight for sponsoring today's edition of Priorities. And with that, let's get going here. Let's set the stage a little bit by talking to our st two state government speakers about the perspective that they bring. Scott, I want to turn to you first. Tell me about your state's approach to enterprise governance, and, and really, how does it factor into your decisions and how you operate? Well, currently, we have multiple primary channels of IT governance. I wish we had one. We're actually working on our structure. But first, the governor has released a strategic plan that all agencies are required to align to, so now every agency has to have a strategic plan that links to the governor's plan. We also have an IT planning process that all executive branch agency boards and commissions must submit, and that's updated or submitted on a biannual basis, and they have to update it annually. And that contains information regarding projects, applications, software, hardware inventory, security, compliance, shared services, and facilities. And it also has financial information that ends up in what we call budget books that ultimately have to be approved by the Office of Budget. Uh, we also now have a new IT advisory board. This is part of a, a new project that we're working on, and the IT advisory board is made up of directors of the top ten agencies. So these are not IT people. These are the directors. The governor also uh, has us working on a governor's technology oversight committee. So this is more like a PMO oversight. So these are only going to be dealing with projects that have a budget over $50 million. Now some of our larger projects also have more governance kind of baked in them, for instance, like they have architecture review boards and business review boards. We also have a lot of effort around procurement. So any, any um, technology, information technology request that comes over that exceeds $100,000 has to go through an approval. So it has to go for uh, Department of Finance Administration first, and they have to make sure the financial are there. It comes to Department of Information Systems, my agency, and then we validate the technology. And then it also goes up from here to the governor's office, and then the legislature also has an approval process. 
And then we also have two new roles. We have a, a chief data officer and a chief privacy officer. Both of these have just been initiated through our last legislative session. And the chief data officer is also going to be directing and overseeing a data and transparency panel. So here's another governance arm here. So they have many different uh, things that they're going to be working on, but ultimately it's going to come down to um, how do we access the state's data, what kind of catalogs are available so people know that exist, APIs, that sort of thing, master, pri master person index. We're also seeking candidates right now for a chief privacy officer. We don't have that person yet, but we're looking for them. And then finally, we have a, a legislative committee, the Advanced Communications and Information Technology. So ultimately, a lot of these reports go up to this committee, and the committee basically reviews them. They really don't have an approval or reject, but they do have this uh, review authority. So right now, one of our final things is we're trying to have all these different bodies come together and address the reporting structure of these groups. That is a lot of stuff, really exciting stuff, and, and, and exciting to see the, the approach that Arkansas is taking and, and the development underway on, your, on the part of your team to really make this stuff work. That's really, really cool. JR, let, let's turn to you. How, do, how does Arizona approach governance, and, and really how does that factor into your decision making? Well, well probably not surprising, you're going to hear a lot of the, the same uh, structures um, you know, that, that Scott already mentioned, and that um, I'll say instead of a strategic plan from our executive, we have uh, what we call his fundamentals map. And this is, uh, these are kind of five core priorities that, that he is, he's focusing on, um, but really outlines the, what are the, what are the you know, big rocks that we're trying to move inside uh, state government. Um, underpinning that, uh, we have recently rolled out a lean management system that we refer to as the Arizona Management System. Uh, which drives us to, um, you know, apply lean methodologies to everything we do, um, managing our processes, and then we're also seeking to apply that into, you know, how we deploy IT. Um, underneath the, uh, you know, all of that, we have a similar you know, IT planning process where, uh, not biannually, but annually, um, our agencies uh, submit their IT plans, um, and that also then uh, correlates with a budgeting process. Uh, as all that comes together um, and the budgets are ultimately, ultimately approved, um, we have uh, established governance processes in place. We have what we call uh, our Information Technology um, Authorization Committee, or ITAC, and that, that committee uh, will see and review and has to approve all IT projects in the state over a million dollars. And that committee is made up of uh, seats from uh, within state government as well as private sector, local government, um, and even federal. So we have a good representation which provides us, um, I think, you know, broad insights from, uh, you know, different, different uh, both governmental entities as well as the private sector into, you know, the projects that we're bringing forward, the approaches that we're taking, the technologies that we're using. Some of these folks uh, do have IT background, but some, some are just are, are, you know, more business focused. And so they uh, help to review and approve and vet some of the IT projects before they can move forward. Um, underpinning the ITAC uh, pro or process and governance structure, we have a oversight structure as well with a project investment justification process which uh, any projects, any IT projects in the state of Arizona over $25,000 will go through that process. 
And uh, we have uh, some streamlined, you know, call it fast lane type processes for things where, hey, I'm just doing a, uh, a software upgrade, you're going to the next version of something I currently have, or I need to refresh desktops or servers that are in place, um, where not as much rigor is applied, um, though we still do say, uh, you know, we involve our procurement folks making sure, hey, we want to make sure we've got at least three uh, three quotes, three bids on that, and we want to see that there's a good competitive process associated with that. Um, also across all of this, uh, we have layered in over the past uh, few years uh, a whole security review process. Um, as you know, cybersecurity is, uh, you know, is probably even higher, higher on the list than number six um, with the CIOs in terms of what are they focused on and what are they concerned about. And so you know, we have to build into our governance process and how security factors into that to ensure that the proper uh, gates and reviews from a security standpoint for IT projects are happening before they're, before they're getting rolled out. You don't want to be doing that on the backside. Um, for us, the sort of what's, what's new and coming um, is really more in the data management and data governance areas. That's the, those are the things that, that are sort of new and up and coming that we're working on in the state of Arizona. Um, working to build uh, data maturity and to ensure that we can start to get to um, the, the promises of what's possible if we can uh, more efficiently share data with one another. That's outstanding, and, and I'm glad that, that you mentioned that, that security piece there, because I think that's key in, in this conversation, in any of these conversations that we have on shows like Priorities or, or elsewhere in the, in the community. But let's keep this conversation moving, and JR, I'm going to go right back to you here. You outlined these a little bit in your answer, but I want you to elaborate just a little bit more. Uh, what are the biggest challenges that come alongside enterprise IT governance, and, and what opportunities do they present for your state moving forward? Well, so I think the, 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 the biggest opportunity is really having a consistent framework for how we make decisions and, and hold people accountable in the process. That's the, and, and, and also be able to articulate to the business, the business being the state and, you know, uh, and our citizens in this case, you know, what's the value of, of the projects and the decisions that we're making. That is, that, that is the, I'll say the, the biggest gain to be had and, and benefit out there. Um, you know, the challenges are, you know, I'll say, you know, for Arizona, we're a, we're a federated environment. And so uh, while we, you know, we do have some of these central, uh, central authorities, we also have governance structures that are distributed throughout the rest of the state and that, you know, not, not everything bubbles up to our level. Um, and so uh, as we are working through, uh, I think I'll step back a bit and say, if you look at how IT has developed over, say, the last 10 years, you know, it, it might have been okay 10 years ago for people to operate, operate more in, in silos of managing their own IT and, and fulfilling their, you know, the needs of their business. Um, but today, you know, the state, states need to be looking at, you know, how are we as an entire enterprise not only uh, serving the needs of our individual agencies and, 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 their, uh, and their business, but how are we servicing the citizens holistically? Because the citizen doesn't, they don't look at us as you know, a conglomeration of 130 or 150 you know, little businesses that constitute the government. They, they see us as the state of Arizona. And so that's what we need to present back to them. And so you know, we have, I'll call it ingrained behaviors and, and even culture that we have to overcome. I think those are some of the biggest hurdles in terms of governance is uh, you know, the, the people buy into the, you know, the, the governance is not, you know, it's, it's here for decision making, but it's also to, to get us making decisions to, together for the greater benefit than 
um, just decisions that, that might only benefit you know, an individual agency and perhaps their, their near-term agenda. What about you, Scott? What are, what are some of the challenges and opportunities that you're seeing when it comes to enterprise IT governance in Arkansas? Uh, thanks. I think a couple of the key things here, I think, maybe kind of mirror what JR said. First of all, we are decentralized. So one of our biggest challenges is, is having a centralized view of contract administration. Each one of our agencies, in fact, are kind of working on their contract processes kind of independently or in a silo. For instance, you know, uh, negotiations might go well in Agency B, but negotiations in, in Agency B don't even happen. They just take whatever the price is. So we certainly see that. Terms and conditions are also a problem. Project governance is something that we really need to work on. We really need to be stronger at uh, application portfolio management across the enterprise. Certain projects are, are managed just fine, but when you look across the enterprise and look at all your portfolios, now that, that's kind of a gap for us. Uh, we also have some issues around our, our procurement and financial system limitations, uh, especially around efficiency and sourcing. Um, in many cases, we have some things on contracts. If they're not on contracts, you have to go out through a bid process. And a bid process, uh, I'm, I'm sure at the speed of government, takes some time to get that done. And then we're also seeing some issues with our financial systems that they're not, the procure, IT procurements are not coded in such a way that we recognize their IT. This introduces things like shadow IT. People are buying things that we're not even aware that they are IT, so they're not really coming through our established procurement approval process. And then we've also got silos of our data assets. This is really a big issue because uh, hopefully our chief data officer will be able to address this, but at this time we have no enterprise-wide catalog of our data assets, and we really need a common framework for data sharing agreements among the agencies. Uh, I think if we can get these in place, we will be much better off, but at this time uh, our chief data officer has a lot on his plate for data government data governance and data management, just like JR mentioned. I want to ask one, one last question. Where, where is this going? Scott, let's, let's start with you again. Where, where is enterprise IT governance headed? How is it changing the way that state governments are operating? Okay, we've definitely been looking at this. Uh, one of the big things is we want to have an enhanced procurement processes and contract management. And we're also going to be seeing ever-increasing oversight over large enterprise projects, especially the multi-million dollar projects. They're getting a legislative review. Um, we're seeing an increasingly business focus seeking, seeking outcome-driven results. So we're trying to move away from these staff augmentations, and we want statement of works that we can hold vendors accountable for. We're trying to streamline our cooperative procurement channels. You know, we want to have contracts out there that we can already utilize. We're really trying to streamline our service catalog so everybody can see what products are available on our service catalog. You know things are already vetted. You know it's compliant that it meets our shared architecture, and we've got some very stringent rules around uh, software, so it meets that people have a visual impairment. We want to make sure that they're able to use the software. And then we're also trying to focus on self-service and self-provisioning capabilities. We want to try to enable the users to try to do as much as they can without having to come to IT for these services to be provisioned. JR, I'm going to go right back to you. Where is enterprise IT governance headed in Arizona and across the state government community as a whole? Well, I think that, uh, again, uh, it's interesting to you know, hear, hear Scott and what they're doing in Arkansas. Cause I, in many ways, we're walking you know, a bit of a parallel path. And I, I think what we're seeing is that uh, 
Certainly in Arizona, um, you know, our, our, our governor came from the private sector. So he, he came from running a you know, large enterprise business and comes with the expectation that, you know, I can get, I can get answers on, uh, you know, questions with regards to, you know, what, you know, data-driven decisions and, um, you know, being able to ask questions of the enterprise uh, that, that assume a level of cooperation, communication, data sharing, uh, that, that don't naturally exist in state government. And what's been great is to, you know, uh, I'll say be here and kind of watch the, the change as, uh, as, as he's, you know, started to roll out again, as I mentioned, the Arizona management system. But, you know, part of that is uh, people reporting on, you know, what, what are the results and, as Scott said, you know, outcome-based outcome uh, reporting. And, and making decisions with you know outcomes that are that are predicted and then tracked and, and managed, and I think that's you know, where IT governance you know needs to be headed in, in, in government is is again doing what it's been doing I'll say in the private sector, which is supporting the business and achieving its objectives, and that that we have a decision making process that factors in what is the you know what so what what's the, what are the strategies of the government what are the key key goals we're trying to achieve. And are we making IT decisions that support those objectives? Because IT is no longer a separate thing from the business. It's now in the business. It's part of the business. The business doesn't happen without IT. And the way that the business is going to get more efficient is through automation. And where does automation come from? It comes from IT. So, you know, it, this is this, these are not separate functions anymore um, as they as they may have been treated in the past. And so, you know, uh, I think it's just. Uh, as government is growing up and, and the, you know, for lack of a better term, I'll call it the business of government is maturing, um, you know, this is not a, a political or a partisan thing. This is about, uh, you know, how do, how do we as the government, you know, operate more efficiently and more effectively and maximize the resources that the citizens are, are providing, you know, through the, through the tax revenues and so forth, uh, so that we're providing the, you know, the best outcomes to our citizens that we can. What a great note to end on there. And unfortunately, that is the end of our time here to talk about enterprise IT governance in, in government. But but JR, Scott, thank you both for joining me on, uh, on Priorities today. My pleasure. Yeah, I'm happy to join you. Thanks for having me. And thanks again to JR Sloan and Scott Utley for offering their perspective on Priorities today. And thanks also to Insight for sponsoring today's episode. Stay tuned to StateScoop for more episodes of Priorities this year. We'll have episodes coming at you every week or every other week for the remainder of 2017 on all top 10 priorities of state chief information officers, as well as a few more that might come up along the way. Priorities is available online at statescoop.com, on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. In addition to great podcasts like Priorities in Context, be sure to check back to Statescoop for all the latest news and events in state and local government information technology. Final thanks to Insight for supporting today's episode. I'm your host, Jake Williams, Statescoop's Associate Publisher and Director of Strategic Initiatives. Thanks for listening.